This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. Today I'm talking to Kirsty Marie, who is an educator and equine photographer in Dallas, Texas. Today we are talking all about pricing and marketing. So many photographers think they have to either pick shoot and burn or IPS, and Kirsty explains how she has meshed the two together to create a hybrid model that has worked wonders for her. Something that I love about this interview is that Kirsty gives us a new way to look at prices and packages along with telling us all about her best kept marketing secrets. Let's dive into this interview with Kirsty. Hey, Kirsty, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me, Logan. I'm thrilled to be here. So tell us about your journey to equine photography. Okay, I will. It it all started with the horses for me. So certainly horses came before the camera did. I grew up riding my entire life. About three years old, I started riding horses. I got really competitive in my younger years and ended up riding on scholarship for Texas Christian University's women's equestrian team. And it was my senior year of college that I picked up a camera for the first time. A couple of my roommates had nice DSLRs and I just loved taking nice photos. I was borrowing their cameras all the time and I had zero intention of being a photographer, but just realized I really liked nice imagery for myself. And so instead of borrowing theirs for Christmas, I bought myself my first camera to me from me, (laughs) my senior year of college. And, you know, I was on winter break back at home and my parents' pasture was full of horses. So the first thing I did was practice with my new camera in that field full of horses. And I never stopped taking pictures of horses. (laughs) I realized that it's the only thing that mattered to me. It's the only thing I really, really loved to do. And so it wasn't long before I started asking my friends to model for me with their horses. And then when I went back to school, asking my teammates to model for me so I could keep practicing. And I fell really hard in love with storytelling, the relationship that a girl has with her horse. Because before I left for college, I had to sell my show horse. And he meant the whole entire world to me. Like they're the horse girls, they always have one or two horses in their life that really, really stand out above the rest. Something somewhere where like, there's a soul connection. We either call them like our heart horse or like our equine soulmate, but typically there's one that you bond with on a much deeper level than other horses. I mean, you love horses, you know, as an animal lover, it's like, you love all horses, but there's a couple that come across that are really, really special. I was in one of my last classes in college. It was a marketing class, it was an upper level marketing class. And I'm sitting here like, I'm very passionate about storytelling, about that relationship kind of that I had with my horse that I never was able to have captured. I had a whole bunch of show proofs from event photographers at all of our competitions, but that really does not, you know, the win photo does not show what went into that mm-hmm. preparing for the competition and, and winning all those awards. And so I just felt like there was a hole in the market. And so it was kind of like going through that marketing class, I was kind of filling in like, 
I really think there's a business opportunity here where there's a real gap in the market that I could be filling with this new passion of mine. And so it was shortly after college that I opened my business kind of launching out of that. I was just kind of like sitting in class daydreaming and everything that I was learning about in my marketing class, I was kind of like filling in my own little business plan and marketing plan. And yeah, it all kind of went hand in hand. This would have been about 2012 at the end of my at the end of my college career. So that is that is my journey into equine photography. <laughs> I am so jealous. I think I've mentioned to you before. I am in love with horses, and anytime I get to just spend a day around them or ride, I am like the happiest person on earth. So I love following you on Instagram and whatnot, and just kind of living through your photos and your videos is just so fun to see. Oh, well, in the whole beginning of my business, I was horseless. And so I was really like living vicariously with all of my clients. I was like, these photo shoots are my only access to (laughs) spending time with horses. So it was, (laughs) it was like so much love, effort, intention Mm -hmm. went into like the foundation of my business and just wanting to be around horse people. You know, I was, I, I had studied finance in college. And so I went into the finance world after college, I was living in downtown Dallas, working in downtown Dallas, just a total concrete jungle. And so it it is about an hour in any direction. You'll find horses outside of Dallas, but it's about an hour you're traveling to actually like find a horse outside Mm -hmm. of the city limits of Dallas. And so, you know, it was, it was very enjoyable for me every weekend to escape the concrete and the corporate world and to find myself on a ranch and to just like heal my heart, being able to love on those horses because they're really special animals. They really are. I could go, I could probably do a whole podcast episode about how much I love horses, but I'm going (laughs) to stick to what we're supposed to talk about today. Because I really could go on and on. So today we're going to be talking about pricing and marketing. Can you tell us how you have your pricing set up? Yes. So again, it was 2012 and going into 2013 that I was setting up my business. And I'd been a consumer of photography services before, right? And so I was like really racking my brain through the experiences that I loved as the consumer and the experiences that I did not love as the consumer. And so I really just wanted to put myself in my client's shoes and say, how can I offer the best experience and service possible? Well, for me, you know, after recently hiring several portrait photographers and then my wedding photographer, because I got married right after college, I loved the structure and the packages that wedding photographers offered and really did not see portrait photographers doing the same thing. Everything was kind of like a session price and then all the cart after that. And I loved the all-inclusive features like that the wedding photographer had where you just picked a package that came with, you know, hours of coverage, the high resolution files, some printed items too. And I felt like the value there yes, I spent infinitely more money. The value connected to that money seemed much, much higher. And, you know, I just gone on an all-inclusive honeymoon and really loved that experience, you know, (laughs) versus prior vacations and stuff like that. So I'm sitting there working on my own pricing. And I was like, I don't see anybody else doing this. I'm sure other people were doing it. I was just very unaware of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't see anybody else doing this, but this is how I like to be the consumer of photography. Is this all-inclusive experience where I know upfront what I'm investing and then I get in return everything that I was hoping for. 
And so that's how I did it. Like at the very beginning, I set up all inclusive models where it was, you know, hours of coverage that kind of stair stepped. So for a portrait photographer, it's different than wedding. Um, You know, I kind of had like one hour and then two hours and sometimes three hours, right? It's not like (laughs) six, eight, 10, 12 or whatever, you know, really, really kind of scaling it differently, but wanting every person to walk away with the full experience. And so all of my packages, there's no like mini session or light version or anything. Like everything is like the full blown experience for me. So everything came with all the high resolution files that were edited and proof prints of everything. Cause I wanted everybody to have a physical copy of that image because it's a much different experience. I think looking at a physical image than a digital one, but I also wanted to have that them to have the digital image. So all the packages included both. And then most of them included print credits for if they wanted enlargements, wall gallery full of canvases or acrylics or whatever that might be, albums, you name it. That's kind of how I started it in 2013. And I've never changed it. Like it's worked so well for me that I've done very minor revisions to my pricing throughout the entirety of my business. And it's something that I really love. A lot of photographers think that you have to pick either IPS or shoot and burn. And I like that you've kind of landed in this middle spot. And I also really like that you bring up the fact that you thought about what you want as a consumer. I think that's something that a lot of photographers just don't do. They don't think about, you know, they think about like the bottom line and what can get me there when that's not always what we need to be focusing on. We need to be focusing on like, Hey, what would I buy as a consumer? What types of packages or what type of experience would I want to get? There's just so much rhetoric in the education space specifically about choosing between the two. And honestly, this, it feels like a cosmic battle between the two because it's just (laughs) like constant, you know, fights, debates, which one is better, which one is ruining the industry, which one is this. And so, you know, you have this camp of in-person salespeople and you have this camp of shoot and burn photographers. In my perception, there is such a place for both. There's such a need for both. And if you look at those two bookends is kind of the extremes of the market. There's a place in every single space in the middle, right? Everything from in-person sales and everything being a la carte to shoot and burn. I think that there's a time and place for those two models. And then every single combination you can think of in the middle, there is a place for each and every one. And I think that the more different that we all are, the more that we'll succeed. So honestly, like I said, when I was making this up, I was like, I don't see anybody else doing it that probably means I'll be successful. I never looked at me doing something new and different as like, I need to follow the stream because I never wanted to follow the market. I literally started my entire business saying, nobody is doing this. Let me go do what nobody's doing to serve a market that nobody is serving. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the, the same way in my pricing and I was saying, I will be completely different. And that's what will make me successful is how different I am from the competition. Stepping back and like being an educator on the side of the market now, I just really feel like you can argue the pros and cons of each all day long. But at the end of the day, I think both are needed. Both are necessary. The consumer has a space for both of them. There are times when I want a very inexpensive shoot and burn photographer experience or a mini session or something like that, where I hire those photographers. And there are times when I pay thousands upon thousands for an in-person sales experience where they're guiding me through all of the artwork that I want for my home. Like 
I, I have purchased both, you know, and, and there were for very different things and very different photography, you know, needs that I had as a customer, but there's just, there's a need for all of it. And like I said, especially there's a need to be in the middle. That's where I landed. That's what I'm super passionate about. And that's what I love educating others about as well. Definitely. I have a very similar pricing model to you, but I still offer what I call seasonal sessions because in Texas, as you know, (laughs) blue bonnets, bonnets. (laughs) (laughs) you cannot as a Texas photographer escape blue bonnet season. It's just like, it's not doable. (laughs) And why would you want to? (laughs) It's not like, you know, after (laughs) I always tell my husband every year, I always say, I'm never doing blue bonnet photos again. He goes, why? I was like, do you see my eyes? Like I, I get, I'm so allergic to all of the flowers out in the field. And after being out there for like three hours, I tell him I'm never doing this again. And yet I do it anyway. Cause <laughs> we need to get you stronger allergy medicine. <laughs> I know. I know. For those of you listening, wondering what on earth we're talking about with these blue bonnets <laughs> in Texas, we have a flower that comes up in the spring that is just kind of like it's just a ritual. Every single year you go take blue bonnet photos. Everyone does it. It's just a, a thing that you have to do if you live in Texas. A religious event here. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I want to talk about why, why is it important for photographers to understand that they don't have to pick IPS or shoot and burn? It's not, you know, they don't have to pick one of those two. Okay. I think that's important. A, first and foremost, I'm always thinking of what the customer wants. And in many situations, there's something in the middle that the customer might, might want. There are certainly situations where they will want one or the other. And like I said, there's space for all of it, but from a consumer standpoint, that is always where I start. But second to that, I had a, had a gig in sales for a short while where I was not very good because I didn't believe in the product. And that is what I what I want photographers to understand more than anything is that you are the salesman and you better believe in your product and you better love it wholeheartedly. And so there are going to be certain instances where maybe your personality isn't well suited for in-person sales or your personality is not well suited for shoot and burn. And that's the thing where I encourage people to soul search and understand what do you want the consumer to walk away with at the end of this? For me, it was all the high resolution files. Mm-hmm because I want them to have the freedom to have that because I don't want the pressure of an ordering session when I truly feel the meaning of that image today is completely different than it will be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now. So how how could you possibly choose your favorite picture in a 30 minute ordering session when 50 years from now, your favorite image is going to be a completely different one, right? I wanted everybody to have them all, but I also wanted everybody to have the physical copy, which is why I include the proof prints because I believe in the beauty and the value of a tangible image. I also wanted them to have the enlargements and the opportunity to purchase anything else that they wanted. For me, I understood I am the salesman and I can only sell what I wholeheartedly believe in. So I needed to create a package list in this all-inclusive model that I could sell all day long because to my core, I believed it was the best thing in the entire world. Now, do I believe it's the best thing for every photographer to offer? Absolutely not. But it fits me. It fits my personality. It fits my belief systems. It fits what I understand the customer at the end of this to want to walk away with and have that experience. And so that is why I'm so passionate. Like if you fit into one of those two camps, fantastic. Yes. And amen. And I think it's going to work 
very well for you. But like I said, there's all this rhetoric about, well, if you give them a digital file, they will never purchase a print. And I'm like, that is the farthest thing from my own experience. And so, you know, you kind of have in this internet land, a lot of like keyboard warriors <laughs> who are just kind of spouting things that I'm just like, I thankfully I found that to be incredibly untrue. And I'm very glad that I never believed what I read online. Um, specifically, I'll kind of, you know, shame a lot of Facebook groups because that's kind of how a lot of photographers are getting education these days. Mm-hmm. They can do so much good, but at the same time, they can do a little harm because I'm just glad that I never believed that because every client of mine gets all the high resolution files and I sell thousands of on thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of printed products after their session. Could they go print them all themselves? Absolutely. And that's why I provide the file if they want to, but they come to me for a higher quality product and for the experience that I'm going to do it all for them and take that off their plate because nobody wants to sit there and upload things to their computer and figure out crop ratios and, you know, go through step after step after step. Right. And so my clients trust me for all of that. And I make it easy, seamless and effortless to do that, which is why I'm able to cater to them and to all of their needs printed or digital be able to really, really believe in what I'm selling and therefore have success in selling it. Yeah. I love that you bring up the fact that you didn't listen to those people because, you know, through the past like four years now of growing my business, I have listened to several different people on the internet and I've tried so many different things, but it really does come back to like, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you want your client to leave with? What do you truly believe in? And I feel like it's then when you're passionate about it and you can speak to your clients about the experience and the packages with, which, with such excitement, that's when people are going to say, oh yeah, like I, I want this. And they'll, you know, they start booking. Exactly. What type of marketing strategies have worked the best for you with this, this pricing? That's a big question because my marketing strategies are pretty vast at all times, I am trying to get in front of my target audience in as many ways as I possibly can. But I will tell you where I put the most dollars and where I put the most focus. And that is on my past clients. And that's for a few reasons. A, I have an enormous rate of returning clients. And so if I have any advertising or marketing dollars to spend, I would rather reinvest it into my past clients and showering them with love and showering them with intention because my largest source of new clients are referrals. So word of mouth marketing. And so I always want to stay top of mind for them, but also because like I said, I have an enormous, enormous rate of returning clients. So for me at the beginning of my business, even when I didn't have many clients to pour into, I just always felt like the last client was going to get me my next client. You know, the horse world is small and this is true in any industry, but word of mouth is going to be the absolute best marketing that you can put behind. So I never had like a rep team or, you know, any formal structure for referrals. I never really rewarded referrals or anything like that. I just use this opportunity to say, I want little evangelists who will not stop singing my praises. And so I want to make sure that I have a client experience that is stellar and goes so far above expectations that it really, really makes an impression, a lasting impression that they will talk about. And and I just want them 
anytime somebody comes across needing a photographer for them to remember me, for them to mention me, for them to tag me, you know, in everything willingly, not like I'm going to force their hand at these things, but (laughs) you know, so if I have any money, it's going to go into gifts back to them. It's going to go into writing handwritten notes back to them. It's going to go into showing them so much love and intention and care. And over the years that has grown in dividends. Now, do I do absolutely... (laughs) like everything else. Yes. I'm on every social media ever. You know, I blog almost every session, a ton of my work. I have marketing strategies that go so far. I mean, in in in-person events, I'm going to major horse events and horse shows covering as media. I have a lot of magazine covers, features and other blogs and submissions and magazines. And I pour a lot of advertising into other things too. So marketing strategy wise, it's very vast, but if I could boil that down, I wanted a client experience that was mm-hmm. stellar, that they would never forget. I kind of built my entire business upon this once in a lifetime experience that it's kind of funny because of how many repeat clients I have. It's like, well, this is their fifth, sixth, eighth session with me now. I'm like so much for a once in a lifetime experience, but just pouring back into them and understanding the, the better I love them and serve them, the larger dividends that'll read back to my business in terms of return on investment and something like that. So like I said, if I have advertising dollars to spend, it's, it's typically poured back into loving past clients and treating them like royalty. And in addition to like, I'm, I'm always marketing. So mm-hmm. marketing strategies are robust, but, but that's a major one for me. I think that's so important for everyone to just kind of think about because, you know, we think about how to get our client experience to this amazing point where people continue to talk about us. But what we do after the session, after we deliver that gallery, isn't talked about that much. So I really like that you bring that that point up is, you know, just continue that relationship. Absolutely. I mean, they get a Christmas card from my family every year. Many of them receive Christmas gifts from me. I'm in constant contact with the majority of them on social media, constantly replying to stories and staying in touch with them. You know, for me, it's the kind of point in my business where I I love to meet up with them at the horse shows um, and get to be able to kind of follow the journey of them with their horse and and be able to cheer them on and be a great cheerleader for them and, and really turn the relationship into more of a friendship. But it is always on my mind of just like, how can I love them better? How can I serve them better? How can I show them how much that they mean to me? And, you know, how much can I pour into them so that they understand they are loved, seen, heard, known. So that's, that's probably the biggest cornerstone of my marketing strategy. I think that is a a really good one. (laughs) So if our listeners are thinking, I am so overwhelmed with marketing and pricing, where would be a good place for them to start? So the finance background in me is going to say, I really think you need to start with the pricing because pricing is difficult. It's difficult for everybody, for every industry. It's difficult for Apple to price their products. It's difficult for Doritos to price their products. Nobody has it easy in any industry, no matter how big or small. I think solopreneurs have it incredibly difficult. There's just so many factors. You have the pricing going into it and all of your cost of doing business and your cost of sales and things like that. And you have external factors about the market that you're in and the competitors in the space and whatnot. But I always consider, because I think that your marketing should take your pricing into account. So I vote you start with the pricing because the numbers won't lie. I think that if you plug everything in to understand what you need to do to run a sustainable and profitable business and pay yourself the amount that you need to pay yourself. 
then you will quickly be able to understand, is this going to be a very low volume, high priced experience where it's going to be high touch or it's going to go to luxury clients or what that's going to look like because that will drastically change your marketing efforts versus I want to photograph more sessions or I love mini sessions can be just as profitable. I would never ever discourage anybody from that. But if it's going to be higher volume at a lower price point, I think that the marketing strategies are going to be very different for that. So for me, I think it all starts with the pricing and really hammering out what it takes, all the num- all the input numbers going into your business mm-hmm. for you to understand, I need to generate X amount of top line revenue to at the end of the day, pay myself X amount. Okay, well now how many sessions or weddings or whatever it looks like am I going to take on and divide that? And then you have a very simple, this is what I need to make per day, per session, per wedding, per month, wh- whatever that's going to look like for you. And from there, you can launch the marketing strategy of who you're going to market to and how that messaging needs to come across. That is so helpful. Marketing and pricing can be so tricky, especially when you're first starting out. And even if like you're, you know, into your business and decide like, hey, this isn't working out. I need to pivot. All of this was so helpful. So thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Again, thrilled to be here. Thank you, Logan. I really appreciate it. And where, before I let you go, where can we find you on social media? Okay. So all of my portrait stuff is under Kirsty Marie. So KirstyMarie.com on Instagram. It's Kirsty with three E's, K-I-R-S-T-I-E-E, Marie. But I have a big education brand where, you know, since 2015, I've been putting so much free education onto a blog at KMPLearn.com. And on Instagram, it's the handle at KMPLearn. So there is a lot of information that you can find. Like I said, I've been posting for years and years now. That is a great source. If you have questions to kind of just start perusing that, it's on all topics, business, photography, you know, working with natural light, gear, pricing, marketing, it's all there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Logan. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. Make sure to visit shootproof.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about today during this episode. If you love this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and hit that five-star button. If you ever have feedback or questions for us, feel free to reach out at podcast at shootproof.com.